Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We're back in your ear holes for another episode of Powerful Nonsense. Um, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be sniffing and sounding nasal as hell in this episode, because this flu is just horrendous. I thought it was going to be like a start to our new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's just acting out the, our, our new sponsor. He's like, we're now sponsored by some flu some tablet flu tablet brand. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of the episode, you're going to be buzzing. We're like, could you believe it? In just 30 minutes, I'm fully... I just made it through. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to sponsor the episode. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have to jump straight in on this one. I'm going to, full full disclaimer, I'm expecting me to lose my shit. Should we at least let people know who we are if they're coming oh, yeah. in for the first time? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That'd be a good idea, yeah. Uh, I'm Wayne Ingram. I am Jim Yildiz. And this is Powerful Nonsense, the millennial podcast. Back to where you were. Now that's out of the way. Uh, <laughs> so the, I'm expecting some rant, bomb, rant bombs from me. I'm thinking I'm Jem put this episode together and it feels as though he's just trying to push all my buttons. I've just created like the ramp for you just to go yeah. crazy. So I apologize in advance. It means my editing job's going to be highly explicit, chopping out bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah. Is this allowed to go out into Made the abroad for your own back, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I should probably think about this next time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> damage like control on podcasts yeah <laughs> uh but we've got two main stories we want to talk about um one is we talking about whether or not millennials should have a side hustle and then the other story that we want to talk about is the place for mobile phones in the classroom and whether or not the official stance is um you know the the necessary evil or just Borderline Victorian, I guess. Um, so we'll jump into that in a bit. Um, but first, let's talk about our story of the week. So story of the week, as I just mentioned, we're going to be talking about whether or not millennials should have a side hustle. Um, this comes from, a, inspired by an article from entrepreneur.com that we'll link in the show notes. Um, basically it was kind of an opinion post and this guy talking about, you know, the fact that he'd had side hustles and whether or not actually, if you want to build a strong career, whether or not having a side hustle is at all a good idea. And he, he'd gone around and he'd asked various, uh, CEOs of various companies basically saying, do you, do you think you should allow your employees 
to have a side hustle. For the most part, I was pleasantly surprised to hear that um, quite a few employees, employers, oh, that's going to get so confusing. <laughs> a lot of employers were saying, actually, yes, have a side hustle. However, make sure it doesn't get in the way of the work that you're doing for me, whether that is direct competition or whether or not, you know, it's distracting you whilst you're actually at work, which I think is fair enough. Right? Yeah, I think it's a fair point because I think a lot of the time your side hustle tends to be something, if you're doing a side hustle, number one, it's probably something you really enjoy doing mm-hmm. and you're putting that energy outside of work, which is already crazy because you're probably doing like a nine to five and then going home working on something else. So I can see why they're a bit sort of funny about does it kind of run into your work? Are you mm-hmm. kind of planning it at work before you get home? And is it, is it, is this actually your like, it's like, are you actually creating your own escape hole from here? Like, and so uh-huh. the better you the better you get at your side hustle. Does that it's mean like, you're going like to the great escape? You're yeah, exactly. Digging you, underneath. Yeah. The... Underneath your chair, there's like a mat and then your boss walks away and then you're kind of like down the trap door. Dig, yeah. Digging this little hole that's getting deeper and deeper. And then out of nowhere, you're just going to tell your boss like, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> so then, yeah, I can see why they would be a bit funny about it. Yeah. And, and I, I do think it's, it's, it's a fair point. Um, but I, I think the other side to this, which I think is probably the bit that we're going to be talking about the most, is actually the employers that go, no, how freaking dare you? Like, no, you you work for us. End of story. Which really does. And there, there are a few examples in the article, uh, particularly, basically, his stance was the, the bigger the company is, the less likely they are to allow you to have a side hustle. Um, and I just think... It's so such a backwards way of thinking in so many ways. Before we even get into actually the needs of the employees, um, but actually just on a purely is it good for business as an employer side of things, I think it's a really false economy because it, I just, I I. I've said before, I'm slightly anti-authoritarian, right? And I don't like this idea. I think it's a very old-fashioned idea that if you employ somebody, you essentially own them. Um, I also don't believe that, and (laughs) maybe this is the way that I work as well, probably says a little bit about me as an employee, Um, (laughs) but I also don't think, well, let's put it this way. When I am not at work, I go into my text message app and I mute my employers. (laughs) If they text me, I don't get a notification until I open the messages app. And that is the way it should be. Because I am not being paid by them when I'm not in the office. And therefore, they don't own my time when I'm not in the office. And if they dare get pissy with me because I haven't texted them back, well, that is just a whole can of worms that they do not want to open. (laughs) Because I will be billing them for my time. Um, But um, I I think this idea that the, the employers own the employees outside of their working hours is so wrong on so many levels, particularly when we're living in an age where everybody's available at the drop of a hat all the time, 24 seven, I just think it's completely wrong um, to then dictate actually not only whether or not you're communicating with us outside of work, but whether or not you can actually do something else with your spare time. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Then on top of that, and I, this is, this to me is the biggest uh, thing that I think as an employer, you really need to rethink if that is your way of thinking, you really need to rethink it. I can definitely promise you that 
me doing all of my side hustles, because I have several of them, <laughs> my, doing my side hustles has actually made me more productive at work and actually given me extra skills that I bring into the workplace only if you are open to me doing those side hustles. If you're not open to me doing those side hustles, then a big fuck you, you ain't getting any of the benefits of me doing that side hustle. I will do my job description as it is and I won't offer any extra skills. But if you're supportive of me doing those side hustles, I'm like, oh, actually, I was experimenting with this the other day with my other thing and actually I think it'd be really good for here. So are you happy for me to implement that here? And then they reap the benefits. And I think this whole idea that, no... You work for us, you don't do it. You're actually like um, essentially castrating your workforce because you're not allowing them to do what they are good at doing. Yeah, like you're day. kind of telling them, like, don't go, like you say, there's a lot of skills that you've learned doing your side hustle. Now you can bring in what you're saying there is actually you're teaching your employee not to upskill themselves, mm-hmm. not to push themselves. I just think it's terrible to think like what you say there that you can control all their time. I think what the employee years of thinking is actually well actually if you're working for me nine to five and you travel and this and that you must be getting no rest does that mean you're coming into work unproductive because you're getting too many hours um you seem more excited about this other project rather than my project how come is your you're reading books on this which is not related in any way to your company that you work for and that stuff like that i think that's where it like you say it's just a very old school way of thinking about it and i think that actually a lot of the actual um, companies that are taking this seriously and are actually using it as a way to upskill their staff is the ones that are saying, like, obviously you can always bang on about the Googles, but I know working with O2 closely that they have this arm where they do try to get their um, staff to do their own social enterprises and stuff like that. And I think what that does is just take people out of their reality for a little while to just explore and let the mind grow the actual reasons why actually the employee may be doing it in the first place, which could come down to, like, money issues it could become to like do you know what like we say the world's set up in such a good way these days actually all these ideas that you have you can actually now bring them to fruition through the internet or have an opportunity to succeed in them and so just because your your employees working on something on the side what just because they've got a job of you they can now not try to explore the options they have available in our world nowadays so we've talked about the employer's perspective I think it's important before we move on to our other subject for this episode that we talk about the employee's perspective because, and I think this is, this is the crux of the issue. I think for most millennials, they're not actually doing a side hustle necessary to be like, fuck you. (laughs) Cause actually I think a lot of people do appreciate their full time job because that's what allows them to live. And actually in many ways allows them to do the side hustle. Um, However, let's be real. People don't go to work for Sainsbury's because they're really passionate about shopping. <laughs> Do they? Really? Well, you say that in the interview, though, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, of course you have to say that in the interview. They go to work for Sainsbury's because they need money to put food on the table. That's the reality, right? And sure, you know, there are people doing other jobs and whatnot, but let's just use that as an example because I think it's a really clear-cut one. You don't go to work for Sainsbury's or any supermarket or whatever um, because you enjoy stacking shelves. <laughs> like that's If that's your life ambition, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if that is your life ambition, fine. But I don't think it is for most people. Um, and so they have other things that they want to do and other things that they want to pursue and other things that they're passionate about. But actually, the real crux of the matter, I think, for so many is these days that the cost of living has got so high, wages haven't gone up, 
at all, at least in this country, it would seem. Wages haven't gone up. Cost of living continues to rise. And so what we're finding is, as millennials, that actually every little bit of money we can get helps. And the jobs aren't offering more hours because, you know, budget cuts or, you know, even just where want to keep their profits high and they have a staff budget. They get given a budget by their managers and go, this is how much you can spend on staff. So they've got a budget. Their hands are tied. So they can't do anything to help. So the millennial or the employee takes it into their own hands and goes, okay, fine. I will find another stream of income because um, the income I'm having isn't enough for me to have a comfortable lifestyle. For some, even actually worse than that, is not giving them enough money to actually put food on the table and keep a roof over there. Yeah, there were some really great stats by CNBC, which kind of reiterates what you've said there. And actually, they're saying that actually 32% of millennials said they actually rely on their side gigs to actually cover necessary costs. And I think that kind of works for you. Obviously, you juggle maybe a few different side Hmm. gigs, but they all add into what actually essentially helps you survive. Yeah, and obviously the other side of it is, yeah, there there was also another stat that says 68% um, say they use it as additional cash flow. And that obviously maybe goes into kind of going out with friends, maybe going on mm. that holiday, because maybe the, the money they're earning from their day job just is literally just covering survival needs. And now actually, well, I want a bit of extra money to go out or to enjoy myself. And so that's another reason why it's so important. And I think what you've said there, I think, is the key reason why people do side gigs. I think... Yeah, it's probably a lot less percentage do them out of like inspiration in terms of this is my escape route, this is this idea I've got and I want to take it and become my full-time gig. And actually it's just, well, no, actually I need that extra bit of income and I know I can do this thing, I have this other skill set. And that's probably, yeah, it's probably a lot of the reason why people do them. Yeah, because, you know, using the Sainsbury's example, um, I also don't think, as far as side gigs are concerned, I don't think people's ambitions is to mow people's lawns for a little bit of extra money at the same time, right? So there's multiple things at play, um, depending on what the site... Again, if you want to mow mow lawns for a living, fine. (laughs) Like, I am not judging anyone. But again, I don't think that that is necessarily the life ambition for a lot of people. Those sorts of people might be saying, well, okay, I want, I just want to own a business and that's fine and that's cool. Um, but well, actually, the stats here do say that actually mowing lawns and like repair and landscaping is actually one of the most common side gigs. So. Yeah, but I think the mowing lawn one probably <laughs> is because it's uh, nobody likes mowing lawns. It's a good value proposition. Nobody likes mowing the lawn and everybody needs it done. So the demand is high. <laughs> the only people that don't need it done are the ones that put block paving on the front of their <laughs> front of their houses and in the back as well. Because yeah. and the people do that because they don't want to mow the lawn. <laughs> they don't do it because it looks nice. They don't want to mow the lawn. Um, and so the demand's high. So of course it's a, a common I one. Just want to throw out a few others. Obviously got the eBay selling, which uh, Gary Vee's a big the proponent flip of. Challenge. The flip challenge. You've got things like teaching and tutoring, which I think is also a very good one. If you're someone that's been good at maths in your time, you can go teach a, mm-hmm. like a, a young person who's doing their GCSEs and it's pretty good money in the tutoring. Yeah. You've got makeup, which is another one. Um, <laughs> quite an interesting one, but I could imagine being pretty boring is uh, finishing online surveys. Surveys. Do you know, I I signed up for a few of those things, but I, I mean, I, I couldn't be asked with it in the end. But but it's it's if you really know how to play that system, it's not bad, actually. Yeah, you imagine. can get good money for it. You, it's just a lot of work. It yeah. is a lot of work. And then probably like the most common, which kind of was for me as well, is like freelance photography and videography. And I think people realize you can buy a decent camera nowadays 
And after a few weeks of maybe not even that long of just training, you slowly pick up to mm -hmm. do it well enough. And then word gets out that you've got a camera and you film or you edit. And then suddenly you've got a few That's gigs. It. And the same with yourself, like doing a bit of audio. People are like, oh, do you do voiceover? Oh, yeah, I'm doing this thing. Or my mate needs this thing. Or I spoke to someone who wants this thing done. And suddenly that becomes a little gig mm -hmm. in itself. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I this was it was less ranty than i thought it might be actually on this subject but i am obviously in favor of side gigs um i think employers that have the attitude that side gigs are bad need to really rethink that strategy or at the very least pay their employ employees more if you want to own your employees and their time outside of work then pay them a I, decent wage I think so that you can just do that. like getting to know them like if, if that person's working on something go speak with them and say well, what's this you're working on and get interested mm. in it and maybe they'd be like oh that's a great idea actually maybe that's something we can help support and I think that's only going to make their relationship better if you say okay if, or if you maybe speak to them and say yeah why are you doing this side gig well I'm just not being paid enough well to be honest we noticed that you're spending a lot of time on it and it's taking a lot of your attention away from the job. We'd love to, if we could pay you more and you maybe drop mm -hmm. it. Who knows? Or they might be like, actually, um, you're learning some really interesting skills by doing uh, photography outside of work. And obviously we have to hire a freelance photographer. Mm -hmm. Is there any way we can send you on a course? Mm -hmm. You do photography and now you bring that as a skill set into our company. Yeah. It's I just... mean, if an, if an employer came up to me and said, I see you're spending all this time on this side gig. And I'm like, yeah because it makes me an extra 500 quid a month. And they went, well, can you stop doing it? I'd be like, well, give me 500 quid a month, and I will. <laughs> yeah, I'll consider it. Yeah. I'll consider it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but right now, if you're not going to pay me that, are you going to cover those? Are you going to cover my losses? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So the answer is, quite plainly, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the attitude that so many have. But yeah, I am all in favour of side gigs. I think em employers that don't like them need to change that attitude fast and yeah and employees themselves again we've got whole episodes on why we think side gigs are good and just that opportunity to learn something new and actually mm -hmm. just diversify your income streams most definitely right prepare for some ramp bombs let's go into the tech news so dear 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 set you up this is a real setup so this comes from the bbc so you know it's legit Ofsted, if you don't know what Ofsted is, Ofsted is essentially the education regulator of the country. They are um, backed by the government. They are the ones that, they do the quality control of schools. They basically say, this is a good school, this is a bad school. Teachers, sort your shit out and stuff like that. So if you've ever been a English in, in the UK and been in school and then your teacher said Ofsted are in next week, it means you've got actually... It means your teacher's panicking and, and not shitting their it pants. means you've got to put your ties on correctly it yeah. means you've got to be in the right uniform it means all the naughty kids are not allowed in that week <laughs> <laughs> which actually came up in the article i don't know if you saw no, that, I didn't see that. Uh, they were saying oh, well, we're gonna have to clamp down on these um these conveniently timed school trips <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um but anyway so the chief ofsted inspector has basically gone on record and he's backing the banning of phones in schools. Now, on face value, you go, well, yeah, of course, because disruption, disruption, disruption. And I get that, right? I understand. I get that point of view. But what we have always said, well, certainly I have always said, I don't know how, I don't actually know how much you agree with me on this one. You'll find out. I think you do for the most part. But we've always said, or I've always said, that, um, phones should be actively encouraged in the classroom because 
the real life situation is that the phone is the i would i did at one point say the future i think but now i it is the here and now all of the business all of the opportunity is on the mobile phone sadly it's a shame to have to say that and then as i said it out loud i was like oh that sounds horrible a bit dystopian but i think it's true all of the opportunity right now is on the mobile phone on the internet and to ban phones in classrooms is, to me, I think, such backward thinking. And I think, there's, I think there are several things at play, but I'll get into those in a minute. What do you think? Well, my thought on it, obviously, <clears throat> probably what the uh, Ofsted are seeing is reports coming in of sexting increasing in schools, uh, social media use, uh, social sites. And so in their head, it is simply there as a distraction. It is... And I'm pretty sure I could. I'm sure if you went into a school today and they tracked everybody's phone and they told you what the mass use of those mobile phones in that school were, you'd love to think that yeah they were on I don't know BBC websites oh, learning yeah. about I don't topics think that at all. or they were researching on Wikipedia or they were doing whatever they were designed to do. Mm. Most of it is going to be sending messages, of WhatsApping, course. sending stupid videos, Snapchatting, and so <clears throat> for me. I think, like you say, like I do think mobiles should have a place in school. But I think the bigger problem here is actually what they're finding is what the question to ask is why are students feeling the need to use their mobile phones? And often it's probably because they're bored <laughs> as fuck. Right. And so the, the problem then becomes, OK, how do you improve how not entertained, but how actually interesting lessons are that actually students aren't going to lose their attention, aren't going to think this is boring. I ain't copying out of a textbook. I'd rather just send some stupid pictures mm-hmm. on whatsapp or whatever else and i think that's the key problem and i think what they're doing there is like you say being very old victorian and just saying well if they're like i'm back in the day what was you making paper planes or airplanes or was you i don't know listening to your headphones up your sleeve or whatever else it's like well don't don't ban headphones it's actually figure out why that student is not engaged in the class i tell you what the best teachers that i had at school were the ones that go yeah listen to music in my class once i've set the task Put your earphones in if you want and listen to music. Mm. And it was one of the best. And, and they were even like, have one, you know, back in the day, have one earphone in and share it with your friend and share your music and whatever, but do the work. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? It made us work so much better because we were like, oh, well, we can listen to what we want. Yeah. And like, you're entertained by that. So you, you've and got that. You grind away. And you, yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but I think there are so many things at play here. And, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, which I'm glad you did. Right. I think the two main issues here are that the Victorian uh, way of dealing with it... And by the way, can I say, the actual Secretary for Education, the Minister for Education in the government has actually gone, yep, ban, ban phones in schools. Just, just putting that out there. So this goes to the very, very top, which I think is so worrying. But anyway, so there's the issue of teachers... Not that I want to label teachers all the same, but but the, the system, the school system, the education system going, we are losing control of the students and not knowing how to deal with it. And they go in, well, easy thing to do is ban the phones, which is the most simple, quick result you can get. Get the phones out of the schools, then we've got control back, which you don't, actually. If anything, it's going to be worse because their attention span is going to be shorter because of mobile phones, which, you know... I can't deny it has decreased attention span drastically. I notice it in myself. So you're going to have more kids with so-called ADHD 
which is actually just they're bored out of their head. You haven't engaged them and you're just going to lose control in another way because they're just they're going to be more disruptive because they can't do what they want to do. And they're bored even more because they're being forced to do what they want to do, which brings us to the next point, which is actually really if if the education system was as good as we claim that it is, then actually this this country would be integrating this stuff into education. That's the answer. Actually, there's mention in the article from the BBC about schools that are actually actively encouraged the use of mobile phones in particular activities. That's how you do it. You ban the phones for being used when it's inappropriate. And then you say, right, somebody hop on Google and tell me X. For example. Yeah, make it like a research like yeah. task where guys go away, use your phones and find out as much as you can you got about two minutes. this subject. You've got two minutes, hop on Google, tell <clears> me what you can find and then we'll discuss. That's how you do it. Or you have apps that, that you only have to look at what Apple's doing for education, right? With, with, the, with the iPad stuff and all of the, they've got classroom apps where the te- where there's an iPad enough for each student. All the students can log into the iPad. They've got their own login. They can send homework uh, to the students and, and integrate it in. Don't, I think it's stupid for any education organization to be saying yes we are all about education and teaching our kids for the future in one hand and then in the other hand saying but they're not allowed to even bring mobile phones onto the premises fuck off which which is pretty much going to be something that is in their hands going forward when they're looking for jobs like you say, it's, it's how you kind of build in the skills you know they need for society, but then how do you just do that in the classroom? I was just thinking, like, I was trying to just work through the different lessons that you'd have and think, well, how would you bring a phone in that? And I'm thinking, well, well art. Well, actually, then you can learn photography mm-hmm. and then editing. You can do video work. There's just so many different options. Media class, you do videos. There's almost every history, single subject you go I could history. tell you how you could integrate technology into yeah. it. Almost every single subject I could I could say, well, this is what I would do. And the problem is, is actually the education system so Victorian in its way. It's still trying to have control over students in a way of like obedient workers, obedient workers, obedient workers, which I think ties in actually to what we were talking about, about side hustles. That's what that's all about. Yeah, it's all about, it's all about control. Way, it's all about this is you do this for us because we have told you to do it. And it's it, and the same thing's happening in the education system. It's all about control and actually not about what they're trying to pitch it as, which is teaching kids how to thrive. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts because we keep coming back to this stuff every goddamn time. It seems like every six months we keep coming to this thing where the education system is going, nope, <laughs> to what is happening. When, we, when last week we were talking about IGTV... And the reason that IGTV has launched is because this spike in video consumption, that's the word I was looking for, <laughs> bloody hell, that took a while, uh, the, the spike in video consumption on mobile pho- phones and the shift to mobile phones forced somebody to do something when that's the, the conversation outside of school and then the conversation inside of school is, well, ban mobile phones. You just think, are you out of your mind? 
It's just like they're holding on to that old way of doing things so much. It's like, no, just the whole structure of education. I think we've mentioned it many times. It's got to be a huge shift. Maybe the whole way that lessons work completely changes, mm-hmm. but it's not about dismissing things that are such an important part of our society. It's about mm-hmm. how do you integrate them. And if you do this, if you ban the phones, number one, like young people, kids are going to like find ways to get them into school. Yep. Or they can be like, if you won't even let me have a phone at school... Then there's no, like, I'm just not going to turn up. Forget it. And I think it's yep. slowly moving that way where yep. even the kids are like in their bloody, in their mini suits, bloody, wearing their uniforms. Now I'm not allowed phones. They're like, what the hell's going on? How can I live in a society that's all about like opportunity? If you turn school <laughs> into a prison, which is, which it's by banning mobile phones, you are turning it into a prison. Because there, yeah. let's be honest, most of the communication that you have with people is through your mobile phone. So what you're essentially saying is you have. No contact with the outside world whatsoever. Because most people now, I think, and I think this is probably true for, for, for kids as well, I think a lot of their friends are online and a lot of people they interact with are online. You, you turn school into a prison sentence and you are not going to engage the students at all. At all. So it's a bad move. I just, I, I really despair. I really, really despair. It just, I just, and I I understand the whole disruption thing. I really do. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to say, you know, let the kids go on Snapchat and let the kids just glide through Facebook. No, not at all. Not at all, because they have to be engaged. But their lack of engagement is not the the fault of them having a mobile phone. The lack of engagement is the fault of the teacher not engaging the students. It's the same as like any business. If you if you go to a customer and offer them something they really don't want, guess what? They're not going to buy it. <laughs> and it's the same in the classroom. If you go to the, to the kids and go, yeah, uh, we're going to get out chalk and slate and you're going to write on that. They're going to go, no, no, why? Why? And I think the same thing with, I think it's the problem that maths had when we were at school. Calculators were so readily available. We were like, well, I can just do it on a calculator. And, and it's, it's that same problem that the school system, because things are changing so quick. And I understand the schools have got a problem, right? Because the funding's not there and this, that and the other. And, and, it's, and things are moving really, really fast. They've got to keep up. But there seems to be an active, an active unwillingness to change in the school system and that's what worries me it's an active unwillingness and it's making the students change for school rather than the schools change what are the school for mm, it just feels like they're it's having the, the wrong students. they're having the wrong conversation about the wrong issue like you say there. yeah it's about the the conversation seems to be how can we as the education body make our jobs easier and not actually how can we make our jobs more effective and make us more effective for the education of the students, which surely is what the conversation should be. When there is talk in this BBC article of treating disruption, which, by the way, they're talking use of mobile phones being disruption, when they are talking about disruption being treated to the same level as bullying, how dare you? Really, how dare you? As somebody that was a victim of bullying... They are not on the same level, not even close, not even close. Why are you punishing the kids? Because the teachers 
are not being given the tools or the time to adjust what they're doing in order to be able to engage the students because you're giving them a really, really rigid curriculum to which they cannot work outside of. You've got Ofsted inspectors coming in telling them to ban mobile phones. Screw you. <laughs> it, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that, that students are treated with such contempt because they are young and they don't have the mental capacity to make mature decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the, lo- the world they're living in on their mobile phones is a more real world to the fucking 1900s world that you're trying to force them into. You're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and it is not going to work. You're going to come out with students that don't know how to actively work in the work conditions that we work in now. You're going to end up with students that are behaving with technology in the same way that, that people of the previous gen of the generation that are trying to force this stuff through not understanding how they can actually use technology to solve their problems. You're going to reduce productivity in this country and therefore actively damage the economy. Think big picture here, guys. Yeah. For God's sake. On a long term, just think how disenfranchised these these students who now leave school are going to be with education. That's it. You think, well, education was shit. Yeah. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and and whereas, whereas when we were kids and our, our parents used to say, school... You're going to look back on it and you're going to think it's the best time of your life. And you go, nah, 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 nah. And then you leave and you go, actually, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I don't think that's going to be the case if you if you force this sort of stuff on kids. I think they're going to be a prison sentence. I really do. So I think if you didn't get the picture, I am not pro banning phones. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think, though, because I might be very very wrong on this there could I'd, be some teachers listening in and be like yeah. wait you get into a class with I, kids yeah. with I would love to hear hand. from a teacher's uh, opinion on this actually I know quite a few teachers um, and actually I think many of them and I might be wrong I think many of them do actually want to bring the technology into the classrooms I actually had a chat with one teacher who's like I'd love you to come in and actually teach me how to use all this stuff and how I can apply it to my students but I'd love to hear a teacher's opinion um from someone that I'm not a friend with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you are a teacher and you have been listening, send us uh, an email, wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or gem at powerfulnonsense.com, spelled C-E-M. Um, and, yeah, let us know what you think because I would love to know because, yeah, the disruption thing, I'm, to- I'm totally in agreement. Just not sure banning phones is the is the right measure. Okay, cool. So that is it for this episode. Uh, the ramp bombs were there. They came. They came. <laughs> they saw. They <laughs> conquered. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, there was a little delay. They didn't come in as soon as I thought they they were going to. But and then uh, your brain kicked and said, "Wayne, what about this? <laughs> yeah. This really grand your gears." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. And that is it for this episode. Uh, so thanks very much, and we will catch you next time see you later